The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. From Matthew chapter 8, Matthew 8, and we read from verse 23 to 27. I'm reading from the MSG translation, the message translation. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 27. I read. Then he got into the boat, that is Jesus, and his disciples with him. The next thing they knew, they were in a severe storm. Waves were crashing into the boat. And he was sound asleep. They roused him, pleading, Master, save us. We are going down. Jesus reprimanded them. Why are you such cowards? Such faint hearts? Then he stood up and told the wind to be silent. The sea to quiet down. Silence. The sea became smooth as glass. The men rubbed their eyes, astonished. What's going on here? Wind and sea come to heal at his command. Praise the Lord. The Good News Translation puts it this way. It says, Everyone was amazed. What kind of man is this? They said. Even the winds and the waves obey him. The King James Version says, What manner of man is this that the wind and the waves obey him? Jesus is a miracle. Jesus is in control. President of the Lord. The story said that they were going in a boat and suddenly the storm arose. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you are just minding your business, going about life, I mean, as, 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 as you have planned and all that. And all of a sudden, a severe storm rises in your life. And you're like, where did this come from? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, before you live here today, the storm will be still. In the mighty name of Jesus and Jesus rebuked the wind. And the wind obeyed. And interestingly, Jesus is still alive. He's still alive and well. He's still able to do miracles. He still does miracles. The, the, the challenge with us, particularly in our time, our dispensation, is, is because all sorts of false teachers have arisen, have ar- you know, and have, are, are doing all sorts of strange false miracles. In fact, some actually stage manage <laughs> miracles as if God needs help. Praise the name of the Lord. And, and because of, of the prevalence of, of the fakes, 
many of us have become closed to the original, to the open, because of the abundance of the fakes. Many of us have become even suspicious of the original. You see, I'm here to tell you that the fact that something is fake is actually a pointer to the fact that there's an original. If you're a merchant in this place, you, 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 you sell stuff. And someone gives you a 1,000 Naira note. You know, Nigerians, we have different denominations. Someone gives you a, a 1,000 Naira note. You will, and it's pristine, it's, it's chassis. You will check if it is original, right? Hope, I hope so. Because there's a lot of fake notes out, out there. You will check if it's original. If, if you are equipped with the UV light, you put it under the light to see if the bird is there. And all that. And why do you do that? Can someone come and give you a fake 5,000 note today? You want to buy so You have a shop. Someone comes and wants to buy something and gives you a fake 5,000 note. Can that happen today? You know why that can't happen today? Because there's no original 5,000 note. The day CBN prints an original 5,000 note, that same day, I trust our voice. The following day, the fake. So the fact that something is fake is proof that there's an original. It's proof, really, that there's an original. The fact that you have a fake iPhone. Have you seen those fake iPhones? It's proof that there's an original. So rather than condemning the iPhone that doesn't exist, look for the original and buy. I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus is the original. Jesus is the original. Is the original miracle worker. Is the original miracle worker. And, you know, by definition, if you look at the word miracle, that is practical definition, I'm not sure if this is dictionary de definition, but this I put together. Practical definition of a miracle. A miracle is, is where the power of God causes an effect that would not have occurred. If God had not intervened. So a miracle is something happening that would never have happened if God had not intervened. That's a miracle. Something happen, happening that would um, never have happened if God had, had not intervened. Now you need to understand that God is a God of systems. God, God puts systems in place. And is a God of order. So there's order and there's systems in the world. God put the sun to rule by day. Put the moon and stars to rule by night. So there is day and there is night. There are different seasons. In this part of the world, there's rainy season, there's dry season, there's a matan, and it goes on. And, and you don't need to pray at night that the day will break. How many of you prayed yesterday night that the day will break today? 
Don't we need a miracle? Let it break. No. Why? Because it is going to break. That is the order of God. However, a miracle interferes and a lot of the time reverses natural order and natural systems. A miracle comes and says this should go on normally like this, but I'm going to reverse it. In fact, let me give you a simple miracle. Um, there's a system. Systems are governed by laws. So there's a gravitational system. And there's a gravitational law that says that as long as you're in that as, um, gravitational pull area, everything that goes up must come down. So if you toss your coin up, you don't need to pray and fast. Your coin is coming, it's coming down. It's coming down. And there is a um, law in physics of surface tension. You know the law of surface tension? What does the law of surface tension say? <laughs> okay, don't let's go into all that. But basically, it means that if a mosquito stands on water, it will not sink. But if a human being stands on water, it will sink. Jesus suspended the law of surface tension when he walked on water. He put it aside. He said, Peter, you too, you can do it. And Peter too came. And the law of gravity was held on. The law of surface tension was held on. And they both walked on water. What am I saying? Sometimes God needs to intervene in your life. And he will. Sometimes God overturns even what he has put in place to get his people to where he has ordained for them. So a true miracle has no other explanation except that God is behind it. A true miracle has no other explanation except that God is behind it. For instance, God's favorite house is a miracle. Total miracle. Praise the name of the Lord. And it's such a miracle that, by God's grace, I'm the pastor, but I'm amazed. I look at and I'm like, this has to be God. This has to be. You, you, you heard the testimony of Pastor Dana. She is how many thousands of kilometers away? And she called me and she was sharing the testimony. And I said to her, I don't even remember saying that. At the time she was telling me, I didn't remember that word of knowledge. And she said, you said this. And God healed me. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise the name of the Lord. The testimony of a lady that says, on Thursday she got a message in, in the office, they were going to fire her, right? She got a memo. On Sunday, God gave us a word of knowledge. There's someone here, he got his memo, God is going to intervene, and God intervened. And I'm like, how did God know? Honestly, I felt that way. Holy Spirit, how did you know? That is too precise. Now, you may look at me funny because you are more spiritual. I know, I understand that. But I am amazed at God. You heard um, Judith's testimony. I'm amazed at God. Totally amazed at God. And if 
God is doing this. The question is, why is Jesus, or why do Jesus, why does, why does Jesus do miracles? Why does he do miracles? Why does Jesus do? Why? Is he, does he just want to show off? Does Jesus just want to brag? Why does he really do miracles? So keep the question down. But before we get there, Jesus never charges for a miracle. Never charges money for a miracle. Not once. Not once. See, so it's funny when people claim to minister and they require a, a payment. They require a charge. A lady says to me, she, she, I mean, she, her, her fiance went to meet her fiance's pastor. And the fiance's pastor prayed for them. And the fiance's pastor said, hey, now that I've prayed for you, this is my account number. You know what? You know, she's from God's baby house. She's well taught. <laughs> so she's like, what are you saying, sir? <laughs> I don't understand it. And unfortunately, sometimes, you know, I'll give you a personal example. Recently, there's a place I hang out. Pastor Kuna and I hang out in a certain place. And there's a lady that comes to that place and she hangs out with us. And we talk normally. But you see, when people discover that you're a pastor, they begin to talk to you spiritually, right? So as soon as she discovered that I was a pastor, our conversation changed. She said, you're a pastor? I said, yes. She said, hey, pastor, my business. Uh, <laughs> can you pray. I said, why not? So, she told me some details. And I told her I was going to pray. And I prayed. And time passed and she came back and said, oh, pastor, things are, you know, but I have more prayer points. So, she loaded me with more prayer points. <laughs> I was like, okay, I will pray. But she just said something very funny, very strange. Um, at the end of the conversation, she said to me that, um, and I'm that she was going to sow a seed. It didn't come as, you know, um, hospitality or gratitude or whatever. No. It came as, you have prayed, I will give you money. I didn't first understand it. You know, my mind was like, seed. You know, I said, wait, wait, seed, what is it for? Saying, you prayed now. Ah, I said, no, 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 no. Praise the name of the Lord. And I was saddened because I'm like, is, is that what it's about now? Is that what it's about now? I pray for you, you give me money. Is that, is that what Jesus has sent us to do? Of course not. Read the Bible, Matthew 10, 7 to 8. It says, go and announce to them the kingdom of heaven is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, cast out demons, give as freely as you have what? As freely as you have received. It says, freely give because you have freely received. There's no one that is genuinely anointed of God that paid a cover for it. Not a dime. It is a gift. And 
why I was confused initially because I didn't really understand that. Because if you read the scripture downwards, you know, Jesus also encouraged his disciples not to stop people from blessing them. He says, a laborer is worthy of his wages. Don't stop people from being hospitable. So that is different from, I've prayed for you, this is my account number. <laughs> that is strange. Jesus never asked for money. Never. And if you look at the miracles of Jesus, Jesus had, well, I have categorized the miracle of Jesus into three. Some people say it's one, some people say it's two, but I think it's three. Categories. The first category, the categories we, we looked at last week, we looked at an example of that category last week, which is, the miracles that affect people. Jesus healed the blind man. Jesus heals people. Jesus casts out demons. He raises the dead. Miracles that affect people. Number two, type, second type of miracle Jesus does. He does miracles that control nature. Miracles that control nature. Jesus walked on water. Jesus said to the wind, be still. And the storm was still. Jesus did miracles that controlled nature. Number three, miracles that controlled material things. Jesus needed to pay his tax and he said, catch a fish and there was a coin, money in the mouth of a fish. <clears throat> Just said they needed to eat bread. He says, multiply the bread and five loaves fed, fed 5,000 people. Material things. He had control over it. And the homework for you is in these three categories, because I don't want to break them down for time. In these three categories, go home and read your Bible. Find examples of how Jesus performed miracles that affected people, performed miracles that controlled nature, performed miracles that what? Number three, controlled material things. Praise the name of the Lord. So, Back to my question. Why did Jesus perform miracles? Why did he perform miracles? He gave the answer away in Luke chapter 11 verse 20. Himself. Luke eleven twenty. Jesus said, But if I am casting out demons by the power of God. Now, this is somebody that has been mute. is deaf and dumb. And Jesus cast out the demon and the guy could speak. And they were accusing him. He says, if I could cast out demons by the power of God, then what? Then the kingdom of God has arrived amongst you. Then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. So Jesus performed miracles to show that the kingdom of God has arrived. Miracles, a miracle is an evidence that the kingdom of God has arrived. I give the example of what God is doing with us. Huge miracles. Why is he doing it? To let us know, you and I, that the kingdom of God is here. Praise the name of the Lord. The kingdom of heaven is here. The kingdom of heaven is here. And that is so profound. Why? Because the supernatural life is commonplace in the kingdom of heaven. 
The supernatural is natural in the kingdom of heaven. Let me illustrate it with this. You have the world and you have the kingdom of God. You have the world. They are separate. In the world, you have sicknesses. You have storms. You have lack. You have demons. You have confusion. You have depression. You have sadness. You have sorrow. You have all sorts of darkness and woe. That's the world. In the kingdom of God, you have the power of God. You have the glory of God. You have righteousness. You have peace. You have joy in the Holy Spirit. You have life eternal. You have direction. So that's the world. That's the kingdom. Now, when there is an intersection, next slide, when there's an intersection, when the kingdom of God, the word is almost fading out there, but I hope you can still say it. When the kingdom of God intersects with the world, you have healings, deliverances, miracles, salvations. Things begin to happen. Things that are normal in the kingdom begin to reverse the things that are normal in the world to make them normal in the kingdom. So that's why you have healings. So Jesus said, if I am casting out demons by the power of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived within you. You need to really understand this. The kingdom of God has arrived. Now, imagine your life, your world, totally submerged in God's kingdom. Imagine your world, totally submerged in God's kingdom. So your, law, your, your world and your life will be filled with what? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Spirit, health. You know, you won't be talking about healing. You'll be talking about health. You'll be talking about financial breakthrough. You'll be talking about wealth. You'll be talking about getting anointed. You'll be talking about being anointed. And it's possible. And that is what God wants for you. You need to understand that's what God wants for you. God wants for your life to be submerged in his kingdom. Totally submerged in his kingdom. You should be filled with his power. You should be filled with his glory. You should be filled with his light. So that darkness will be far away from you. I gave the example of first worship experience. Our, um, my wife and I, we, we, we had a house help some time ago. And I deliberately do this every time. When somebody comes under my roof, I deliberately influence them spiritually. Why? Because there's no vacuum in the spirit. If you don't influence them, they will cause trouble for you. Oh, yes. They will cause trouble for you. So, we will have devotion in the morning. Praising the Lord. Always. Praising the Lord. I'm scanning everybody. I'm checking everybody out one after the other. We are reading the Bible. Oh, yeah. What do you understand by this? You know, I am, you know, trying to see, you know, what spirit is inside. Because you discern people's spirits when they begin to talk. You know that, right? I've taught you that. You know, so when I'm busy talking, you can pick it up. Now, this little girl says, not a little girl, like a teenager, like kind of, said, 
that ah, she wants to say something, no. Fire on. Since, since she came to this house, before she came to this house, she always had dreams consistently of masquerades chasing her and flogging her. And they will flog her until she wakes up. Devil is a wicked devil. They will flog her, flog her, flog her until she wakes up. Consistently. She says, since I've been here, they never come flog me. Oh. I smiled. I said, they tried. They probably came, got to the gate. I said, try. You can't enter here. And they ran back. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of darkness. Light shines and darkness cannot overpower it. Time passed. She went. needed to go home. Spend a weekend with her parents. So she went. Now, I was curious. When she came back, and we were having devotion, I was curious. I was like, okay, tell me, did you have a dream when you went? She said, yes, yeah, so that since she stepped out of this house, every day she had a dream, they were flogging it. So I said, the flog got double. All the flogging she didn't collect. <laughs> I said, now that you have come back, you can see, she had, it has stopped. And I explained to her that it is the kingdom of God. She can be a part of that kingdom. Now, who will experience that and not give, and not give his life to Jesus? Or our life to Jesus? That you can be, you don't, it's not, it's not my house. It's not that I have something buried in my house. After all, we've even moved from that house. <laughs> no. You can be a carrier of that kingdom. And that's what Jesus is saying to you and I. That's what Jesus is saying. The supernatural life is commonplace in the kingdom of God. You are able to hear the inaudible. You are able to hear things other people are not hearing. This is what God is saying. You are able to see the invisible. You are able to do the impossible. Why? Because you are submerged in a superior kingdom. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm praying for you today that your life will be filled with the kingdom of God in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, one thing about this kingdom is that not only does God want you to have it, God wants you to propagate the kingdom. And that's why a lot of Christians miss it. Christians, you know, sometimes also it's the fault of the pastors because we don't teach it. A lot of Christians think that the kingdom of God is about themselves. So all they are thinking about is God sought me out, God my this, God my that, God my this. God says that is not a problem. That is the least of the problem. The issue is, what will you do when you are anointed, when you are healed? What will you do? God wants you to bring healing to people. God wants you to bring deliverance to people. You say, Pastor, me? Yes, you. But I'm not a pastor. It doesn't matter. I'll give you a story. I wasn't a pastor at the time. There's someone that was highly placed and we had a um, misunderstanding and I had to go and see him. And I went to see him and we cleared the air and he understood that, you know, it was just um, a misunderstanding. But throughout our meeting, this is a big boy going to clubs, drives the best cars, lives in the best houses. But he was just holding his head throughout the meeting, holding his head. I ignored that. When the meeting was over, I was like, oh, God, what's the problem? He said, well, he has been having this splitting headache. 
I don't know for how long. I can't remember for how long. He told me how long. I was like, wow. I said, but Jesus can heal you, Oga. He looked at me. <laughs> you have come again with this, your Jesus. You know? Before, I mean, he could just say, he could just say I should get out of his office. But what does he have to lose? If he sends me away, who is going to have the headache? It's him. So he says to me, okay, Jesus can heal I said, can I pray for you? I pray for you. Jesus will heal you now. He said, Jesus will heal me. I said, yes. So let's pray. We held hands. We prayed. Jesus healed him of the headache. Listen, I was not a pastor. I was not a pastor. So don't say, okay, you are the pastor. No, I wasn't a pastor. I was just, I was just transitioning from paid employment to, <laughs> I was far from being a pastor at the time. I did not, that day, I did not tell him to give his life to Jesus or even invited him to give his life to Jesus. I just prayed for him because I've, I, I've told him about Christ countless number of times and he didn't, he's not listening to me. So, but I just prayed for him and left him. Today, he's born again. He's so saved that people that know him are like, the change is so radical. Totally radical. To the glory of God. Now, question, who knows? Maybe that encounter is one of the things God used to show him that there's a superior kingdom. And God wants to use you to propagate his kingdom. Jesus says, behold, all powers in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Go and propagate my kingdom. And I am with you always. Now, do you want to see the miraculous happen in your life? You want to see the miraculous happen in your life? You really want to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit in the supernatural? Let me see your hands up. Really, really from your heart. Don't fake it. Really, really from your heart. Okay, thank you. Put down your hands. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. I want to say to you, the key, if you've entered the kingdom, the key is stepping out and representing the kingdom. That is the key. Stepping out by faith and representing the kingdom. There are people in your life right now that need the power of God to touch them. God is waiting for you. God is waiting for you. They are in your life. Praise the Lord. In Matthew 10 that we read, the word of God says, go to the lost, confused people right here, where? Where? In the neighborhood. Tell them what? The kingdom is here. Then do what? Heal the sick. Bring health to the sick. Raise the dead. Who should heal the sick and raise the dead? You. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Touch the untouchable. Kick out demons. What should you do with demons? Kick them out. You have been treated generously, so generously live. So live generously. So the main purpose of, the, of miracles is this. What's the main purpose of miracles? Is this. A miracle is an evidence of the arrival of God's kingdom, of God's promised redemptive rule, his kingdom. That's a miracle. A miracle is evidence of the arrival of the kingdom of heaven. That's what a miracle is. That's the main purpose of a miracle. It's the arrival of 
the kingdom of heaven. So I'm praying that miracles will burst forth in your homes. In the mighty name of Jesus. That miracles will burst forth in your businesses. That miracles will burst forth in your life. That you will not just be a recipient of miracles. You will be an agent for miracles. So, that is for those that are in the kingdom. So, pastor, how do I get into the kingdom? How do I get in? How do I get in? Matthew 2, 3, 2. Jesus tells us, how do I get into the kingdom? He says, repent. Everybody say repent. Repent from your sins and turn to, to God. For the kingdom of heaven has come. Repent. So sin keeps you out of the kingdom. It's so sad because a lot of people are in church and not part of the kingdom. It's so sad. It's so sad. The fact that your mother built the church in the village does not make you saved. The fact that you were born in the bakery, does that make you a loaf of bread? The fact that you were born in the garage, does that make you a car? Does that make you a Bentley? No. Oh, pastor, you don't understand. My great-grandfather is the organist of uh, the church in the village. That's a good heritage. But you must repent. You must turn. To repent is simple. It's to turn. You see, to repent is not to confess. There are two different things. Confession precedes repentance. But confession is not repentance. Confession is the first step to repentance. But confession does not complete repentance. Repentance is you've confessed, then you turn. Everybody say turn. Turn away. You turn away from sin, you turn to God. I've given the example before. It's like if you are saying, I'm going to BI, and you are facing Ekpe, where will you arrive? No matter how you fast and pray. You are going to, you are going to get to Ekpe. No matter how you fast and pray, you can even confess, I'm going to be in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, I'm going to get to be But you are going to, but you are going to get there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So after you have confessed, you are going to be here. What should you do? Turn. I'm beginning to go to be <laughs> That is the key of the kingdom. That's the key to access the kingdom. And while we were going to a prayer, we were dead in sin. The mistake we make is that we think Jesus has come to make us good. No. Jesus has not come to make you a good person. Say, really, pastor? Yes. Jesus' objective is not to make you a good person. So what has he come to do? Jesus has come to give you life. He's not come to make you a good person from being a bad person. He's come 
to wake you up from being dead. Huge difference. Jesus did not come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people alive. Huge difference. If you're alive to God, of course, you will do good. Huge difference. Huge difference. Huge major difference. So as I round up with the story we started with, which is Jesus said to the storm in Matthew 8, silence, be still. You are going to speak with the unction of God in this place. Under the unction of the Holy Spirit in this place. You are going to speak to the storm in your life. To be still and be silent. And they will be silent. In the name of Jesus. They will be. They will be. They will be. They will be. But you need to be a part of the kingdom. Before you can propagate the kingdom. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads. I want us to think about these things. You know that God loves you. You know it. So why are you playing games with God? Why are you playing games? Now you're here. You're saying, Pastor, I need to be a part of this kingdom. Oh yeah, I used to, I used to be a part. But I bastard, you know, I'm not, right now, I've doubled into so many things. But I want to come back. Can you pray with me? Yes. I want to pray with you, my brother. Yes, I want to pray with you, my sister. Wherever you are seated, I don't need you to come forward. I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. That is me, pastor. That is me. Pray with me. I want to be a part of this kingdom wherever you are seated. You don't need to come forward. Put up your hand now over your head. Quickly, and I'll pray with you. God bless you. I'll put up your hand. Put up your hand. Well, God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. There's someone putting two hands up here. God bless you. God bless you, my sister over there. Put it up. Put that hands up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you right there. I, I want to be a part of this kingdom. God bless you. God bless you. Keep, keep the hands up. Once you have a card, they're going to slip a card in your hands. Once you have a card, you can put down that hand. But if you are yet to get a hand, card, put up the hand. Put it up. Well, I'm yet to get the card. Put up that hand. Put up that hand. I'm about to pray now. Put up that hand. God bless you. God bless you, my sister. Right there. God bless you right there, my brother. God bless you. My sister, God bless you. Another hand right there, right in front of you. God bless you. God bless you right there. Pastor, I want to repent. I want to make a U-turn. I want to turn around from a prayer sit where I want to face the kingdom. I want to face the kingdom. I want to face the kingdom. Put up that hand. I will pray together. Oh, I know the Father cares for me. If For those that have the card and all of us can say it together afresh. I'm going to say, Father, let's all say it. Father, I come before you 
and I release my life to you. Today, I make a U-turn. I repent of my sins and I turn to my God. Receive me, Lord. I believe that Jesus died for me. From today, I will live for him. Thank you for empowering me. In Jesus' name. I want to pray for you. Father, everyone that has prayed this prayer from their heart, we, even those praying for the first time and those coming back to you, we ask that you cleanse totally. Lord, the grace to be propagators of your kingdom, give unto them. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory be given to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are free.